Radical Life. Radical Life. Well, here we are again in the studios. We're in Florida. We're back in Florida. We're on the island. We are floating. I don't know if you know this, but all islands float. Beneath our feet, only about three to four feet is water. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not pure water. It's, it's water mixed with sand and silt and various other things. But beneath us, not too far, is water. I Once in a while, I'll take a postal digger and I'll just go down just to see if it's still there. And it's still there. And it's still there. And we're still here. We're back in Merritt Island, Florida, where just two nights ago, we saw rocket number seven blow up. Yeah, we're in the kitchen. I go, Rick, because you can hear it. I knew it. instantly. As soon as I heard the Rick, I knew we got a rocket. She ran for the back of the house. I ran outside into the front yard, and there it was. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. About nine o'clock at night, red ball of fire, just mm-hmm. shooting straight up. And then all of a sudden, it took a trajectory I have never seen one take before. I know. And it just took off to the east. It was a clear night, so you saw it for a oh, long time. Oh, man, it was beautiful. Rocket, Rockets right there. Bombs mm. bursting in the air. Just makes you feel patriotic. It does. Just wants me to put my hand over my heart. I am um, proud to be an American. Me too. Love it, love it, love it. All right, honey, what are we going to talk about today? I listen to a lot of stuff on the internet, and I heard something about resentment, and can't find my notes about it or where I heard it from, but it's been stuck in my head for a while. So let's start with the definition. And the definition I found is bitter indignation and displeasure at having been treated unfairly. It's a persistent ill will at something regarded something that is wrong. Maybe it's an insult, an injury, some kind of act against you, a remark made, or a person. It's a very complex, multi-layered emotion. It's mixed with disappointment, disgust, anger, hostility, envy, grievances, and a lot of time when you're resentful, you have feelings of revenge. So it's a pretty strong emotion. You know, a lot of people don't want to admit that they have strong negative emotions. You might say that you dislike something instead of, you hate it because hate's a pretty strong word. Right. And it might be the truth that you hate it, but you don't want to admit that you have hate in your heart towards anyone. So you'll just say, I'm annoyed with them, maybe, or some kind of emotion that's not as strong. Right. And resentment is a very strong and destructive emotion. Well, do you know what one of the opposite words to resent is? I mean, there's a few of them. Okay. But do you know what one of them is? What? Love. Complete opposite of resent is to love. So if you're resentful towards someone, you are not loving them. So a lot of times people will think, well, what's the opposite of love? Well, the opposite of love has to be hate. Hate Hate and anger is in it. Right. Just so you know, none of today's topic is going to be about me. No. And and seriously, again, I don't know why I've been thinking about this. It's not about me either. And I've been trying to do some self-reflection, which I'm really asking all of our listeners to do as well, to see if you have any resentment in you. Bitterness, begrudgingness, jealousy. Yes, it's a part of it. And if it lands on you, you want to make sure you take it off quickly. Yes. Don't let it take root. If you have resentment... You're angry because you've been treated unfairly. Right. Maybe someone's hurt you. A lot of people can be like resentful of their parents, of how their parents raised them. And they can be resentful towards their parents all their life. Right. And so they never let go of it. Mm. 
when you have a negative motion twirling around in yourself, it spills over into other areas of your life. You can try to hide it, but you can't. Resentment is the kind of thing where you have the inability to stop thinking about it. Mm. So you've been hurt, and so you, then you think about it. Right. And then you keep thinking about it. And you have to be careful because before long, it can become a habit to start thinking about this injury right. or this offense that was done to you. I read this one thing where a man... When he thought about it, it kind of gave him power because he felt like he was in the right, and they were in the wrong, and it kind of gave him this energy to get him started in his day. So every day he'd think about that and get energized. But what happens is it's like any sin. It gives you a temporary high. It gives you like a, a temporary good feeling. But then later you're left empty because nothing about resentment brings happiness in you. Think about it this way. It's like the endorphin of a bad feeling. Back in my 30s and early 40s, I would take off on runs because I was getting ready for a, a race. I wanted to do a marathon. As a runner, when you got used to running, you couldn't wait to do it because there is a high that you experience in that run. Mm -hmm. And it's not at the beginning. It's somewhere into the runaways, mile, two miles. The more you run, the further into it, it seems like until that endorphin kicks in, that feeling, that that pleasure. Mm -hmm. Same way with resentment. This anger, you got to get into it a ways. you got to get into the feeling of it, mm -hmm. the action of it, before that endorphin kicks in. And when it kicks in, now you feel justified. You feel like you're completely in the right. You, you feel like you're getting back at those that you are resentful of. Right. If you're always constantly feeding on negative emotions. Yes, because this is a negative one. Those negative emotions will not develop good. <laughs> <laughs> they will always develop bad. Right. Uh, they'll develop, you could develop into anger, unhappiness, you're irritable. You could even end up in depression. It can consume you yes. and control you. Right. And if you've ever seen an older person, you and I are older, but when I think of someone who's elderly and they're miserably unhappy, yeah. it could be because they've been holding on to bitterness and resentment all their life never letting it go. Instead of having a resentful behavior, you can become a, a resentful person and it could end up being who you are. You know people who are just, every time they open their mouth, it's something negative. I just spent time recently with somebody. And you know me, I tend to try to always find the positive. I try to be glass half full. I truly want to be a psalmist. I always want my glass running over. Well, I was with somebody recently and no matter how many times I would stay positive, well, as soon as I quit talking, the person I was with took it right back to a negative. And I was just like, wow, how do you do that? Now, maybe he's thinking, how do I do what I do? Right. How do you stay positive? How do you keep finding something good? But again, it's what you practice. What you practice is what you get. You practice positive, you got positive. And not only do you got it, you attract it. And others who are positive want to be around more positive. Not a lot of negative people want to be around a positive person. Some people want to know why they don't have friends. Well, maybe it's just because right. you're just so crazy negative. Right. I know that there are some people who are negatives enjoy negatives, like especially like when it comes to gossip. Right. Where they're always... But in general, if you have some res resentment in your heart, it's going to overflow. 
it's going to overflow in your attitude. It's going to overflow in the decisions you make. You can get easily irritated and be critical of people. In your relationships, in marriage, it is particularly destructive. Spouses can become resentful in their marriage. This is extremely common. If you say you've never had resentment in your life, I challenge you, especially if you've been married. Because resentment in marriage is maybe you feel misunderstood, like your spouse doesn't get you, or they're not treating you fairly. Maybe your spouse is ignoring you. You're not being appreciated. You think they're taking advantage of you. They're not doing their fair share. Maybe a spouse is putting you down and you're having a conversation and you feel like you're not being heard. All of this can develop resentment where you feel you're right, they're wrong, and you get into this battlefield in your marriage and it's destructive. You have to find a way to deal with any type of resentment that you have in your marriage. Right. Think about it like this. Let's say you've practiced a negative so long that it's just normal for you. Exactly. It, you become a negative person then. Yes. Instead of it just being this one thing that you do. Right. Yes. And here's what I think of every time I hear the word normal. The trouble with normal, it only gets worse. Yeah, it never gets It can't get better. It doesn't get better. You can't you can't stay in your normal mm -hmm. and expect to get better. No. Left That's... all alone. Left to your devices, all right? Mm -hmm. It's not gonna get better. It's gonna fall apart even I mean if you think it's bad now, it's gonna get much worse. It's gonna fall apart much further. Your normal is resenting, hating, being disdainful, distasteful. If uh, you're telling lewd and crude jokes, mm -hmm. that's your norm. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, that's our human behavior. Right. There is a, a quote from Carrie Fisher. You're going to love this one. And maybe you've heard it before. Well, uh, Carrie, the, the gal with her hair up in a funny... Yeah, in Star story. Wars, Carrie oh, Fisher. Right. She said this, resentment is like drinking a poison and waiting for the other person to die. You are hurting yourself. Resentment puts you in bondage to it. Like you said, it doesn't release on its own. And if you're resentful towards someone, you kind of stay in that place. If something happened to you when you were 20 and you're still resentful about it, you're still kind of living in that 20-year-old place. Right. And you don't move on and mature from it. Resentment could be in your job, too. Let's say your boss makes a really bad decision and you just really resent that how that decision affects your job. It's going to affect how you work in the office, how you feel about your boss, what you say about your boss. It's going to affect your attitude for sure. And if there's been an injustice towards you, it's really hard not to feel justified in being angry about it. So what can we do to free ourselves from resentment? How do we break free from it? For me, yeah. as soon as I hear that, well, no psycho babble is going to get you out of it. Yeah. The other thing that's going to get you out of it is Jesus. It is Jesus. Going to him, casting all your cares upon him. This is a care. One thing you have to do first off is acknowledge that you have this in your life. You can't go to Jesus about it if you're in denial that you don't have a problem. Well, resentment, it is sin. It is sin. It's sin. So if you don't acknowledge the sin of resentment, you don't acknowledge that as a sin, then what do you think you got? Just, just the way I am. You can't be in denial. You've got to be able to kind of look at yourself and say, what you're doing, being in this place, is unhealthy for yeah, you. I'm in a bad place. You truly are drinking poison and hurting yourself. So if a person can say, I'm in a really bad place, help me, help me. 
So one of the things you can do is think about the person that offended you or wounded you. Think about them for a minute. Try to put yourself in their shoes. Are they a wounded person? Are they a resentful person? What's going on with them? Why would they lash out with you? Why would they hurt you? I mean, maybe it's something you don't have any control over. A lot of times you don't. But maybe there's something you do have control over. And what happens is with resentment is, I think you would have a tendency to lash out, right? And then you're going to have to ask for forgiveness. (laughs) Then if you lash out, then you're the one that's being hurtful. It doesn't do any good to do tit for tat, you know, like he hurt me, I'm going to get them back. What do you think about taking a look at the other person and seeing why they might have said what they said or why they might have done what they Is there any way that you can have a conversation about it? I think there is. You know, so many times people just, we got to get together and talk. Yeah. Uh, I don't like when things start like that. I wish somebody instead would just simply say, hey, get some time just to get together and hang out. Want to do something? I remember the day when doing something was so simple. Just saying, hey, you want to shoot some hoops? I kind of think the guy who invented basketball really had in mind just getting together with somebody. You want to spend some time together? Want to do something? Throw a ball at somebody and just start throwing it through a hoop. And while you're doing that, you're hanging out. You're talking, chatting. Eventually, chatting can go beyond chatting to discussing, to talking, to interacting. And I've noticed that when I get together with people, if there's something on my mind, somehow that thing translates to their mind it's a spirit thing mm-hmm. they catch it they get it they bring it up and then you're like here we go and that's just like the best i just think you start good with friendship i just think do the things friends do i just don't think friends say we need to get together we need to talk like oh it's now it's like the last thing we want to do when i hear that tone those words i'm like oh what's going on well let's say you're resentful at your parents for how they raised you what yeah. would you do then same thing hey dad Let's do something together. Hey, Dad, you want to go fishing? Just start with that. Go fishing with your dad. It's hard to approach a difficult topic. I'm not saying this is going to be easy. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be fun. I sure think it's going to be productive to start with your relationship. Spend time together. To me, when we talk about literally anything, you don't have a relationship with somebody, you hate them. Well, the the reason why is because you don't have a relationship with them. Well, we said resentment isn't love. No. If you don't love somebody, you don't want to hang out with them. Nope. So somebody's got to start the process back. Somebody does. I think the first place to start, though, maybe before the conversation, so maybe the order is wrong. Yeah. The first place to start is you need to think about the other person and you need to forget. Right. You don't even have to say it to them right no. now. Maybe they don't even know you resent. They don't say it to somebody who doesn't know no. anything that's going on. No. Oh, this right, is between you, know. you and God. Right, right on. Get up. This God. is for yourself. Talk it out Because with God. you're the one that's dying right. here uh, with your resentment. You have to decide that you're not going to harm the other person. Let's say they hurt you. You're resentful. But you got to make a decision as a part of this forgiveness process that you're not going to take revenge. That you're not going to go out and tell everybody. You're working on going to forgive your parents, to forgive your spouse, to forgive your friend, your brother or sister. That's right. But you are going to not, in kind, hurt them back. I think that you need to make a conscious decision. I'm not going to do that because if you do that, you're sinning. And if you do that, you're the one then who's going to have to ask for forgiveness. You're trying to release something, get rid of something. Something that's bad and poisonous inside of you. And you don't get rid of something bad and poisonous by by adding more poison to you. 
part of the resentment process is to keep it going. And right. if you do something like that, you're not stopping it. Right. In order to stop it, you have to quit rehearsing it in your head. You I just got the picture of somebody who has a little tiny snowball of resentment. And they go out after a fresh snow and it's it's warmed up just a little bit. The sun comes out and what happens is that snow that's so fresh gets sticky. Mm. And you take that little snowball of resentment and you start to roll it. You start playing with yeah. it. So what you need to do is destroy it. Well, you roll it up into a ball and then you want to throw it at the person. Right. <laughs> that's what we end or, up. Or you, want to make such, our... or you want to make such a big, big snowball or a boulder out of it yeah then you can roll it over one of the verses i wanted to read was from genesis when i was thinking about this i was thinking about cain cain was resentful towards his brother his brother had received favor from god on his offering but he had not received favor from god on the offering that he presented and so he was building jealousy and resentment in his heart towards his brother and we know that it grew and grew and grew and this is what the Lord said to him. Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. If you've been offended, you need to catch it right away. You need to understand that it wants to come to you and it wants to attach itself to you. And so Cain made the mistake, and he didn't let it go, and, you know, we know the story. Right. Now, a lot of times we can forgive, but we don't forget. I mean, that pain is there, right. but if you don't think about it all the time, you won't be thinking about the pain all the time. You won't be feeling the pain all the time. So it's important not to go there. And one of the things that the Bible says that you need to do for somebody who's maybe your enemy, who's doing injustice for you, you're supposed to pray for them. And that is not easy to do. And that's why I think it's good to look in to see where they're coming from, to see how you can pray for them. What can you do so that they would not do this again to another person? A lot of people lash out because they're in pain themselves. It's spilling out. And we're supposed to love our enemies. If they need food, we give them food. So you do just the opposite of what your natural instincts are to do. And then what did Jesus do when he faced mocking, injustices, he was falsely accused? He faced all kinds of things that he could have been resentful for, but he wasn't. And what did he do and say on the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He forgave He actually looked inside the person. Lord, they don't even realize what they're doing. But he forgave them anyways. He, what he did in that moment... Because he was treated just as about as unfairly as anybody could be treated. Right. He was perfect. And even the criminals acknowledged yeah. he hadn't done anything. But he said, forgive. Forgive is the antidote to go against resentment. But you got to do it for yourself. Again, it brings right back to Jesus. It always comes back always to him. It comes back to Jesus. What did Jesus do? Because what Jesus did is is our example of what we should do. So today, if anybody out there can relate to what we just talked about, you're saying, you know, that's me. I've got resentment in my heart. I've got disdain. I've got malice. I've got hate for somebody, for something they did. And what they did may have completely, you may be totally right in what they, I mean, Jesus was totally right in what he was saying about those who were killing him. He was totally right. They were killing him. Murder. Murdering him. And they knew it. And he said, Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. 
So the great example, Jesus, the one who set before us what to say, how to be. He forgave us, and he tells us right. to forgive as he forgave us. He is forgiven. us. We need to us. Who have, in a sense, murdered us. That's how you feel. You feel murdered. You feel ignored. You feel abandoned. You feel aborted. It hurts. Yeah. But you can let it go. You can let it go. It's proven. People have moved on. You want to move on? You want to move forward? You want to live a radical life? Live a radical life like Jesus did. Forgive those who have hurt you, who have abandoned you, who have persecuted you, who have spoke falsely. That's what you do to live a It's a radical life. We hope you are enjoying our new series, A Moment with the Most. You can send any comments to us via email at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Please share our podcast with all of your friends and family to get the word out. We would really like to encourage as many people as possible. Let them know that we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram every Tuesday and Friday. You can also subscribe to Radical Life Support on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Our website also has all of our episodes, and that website address is https colon backslash backslash radicallifesupport.buzzsprout.com. Stay tuned for our next moment episode. We'll talk to you then.